Ho, ho, no. Welcome to here, Johnny's Reviews, and a little shocking filler on this Christmas Eve. The little-known 1989 holiday horror known as Elves. The Christmas horror about a killer elf, black magic, Nazi death cult, I don't know if I've got, sorry, Nazi cults, and Grizzly Adams? Yes, folks, is that weird? This was released in 1989. However, it wasn't released on VHS until 1994. And this, to date, has no DVD or Blu-ray release. So, let's just unwrap this present and see if it's been naughty or nice. With its unknown budget, I'm guessing extremely low, this thing pulled on unknown. Starring Dan Hegarty, Julie Aston, Dana Lunt, Borer Silver, and Ken Carpenter, directed by Jeff Mandel. The plot, a teenager, unknowingly unleashes a killer elf that tracks her down due to her being a Nazi experiment. Okay. Can her grandfather, her friends, and a grizzled ex-cop stop it before it unleashes hell? So, the movie opens up on Christmas decorations as the cast names appear. A glass bubble breaks as sinister music plays spooky. On to the woods at midnight as we meet Kirsten, played by Julie Aston and her airhead friends, as they mess around with a magic book. Oh, the friends are Emmy, played by Stacey Dye, and Brooke, played by Laura Lichting. They cast an anti-Christmas spell from the book because they're sick of how Christmas is just all about commercial greed and corporate greed, yet they sit and moan about how their Christmases were shite last year and they need more expensive goods. Okay then. Kirsten then drops. She thinks teenage girls are the master race and could rule the world if they just bonded together. Okay then. Foreshadowing. Oh, and these girls are supposed to be 16, even though they look late 20s and every inch of late 20s, my lord. Some of these are fucking road hard and put away wet. Kirsten has a hand-drawn picture of a topless woman with weird markings on her boobs, which she is worshipping because she thinks this is the Christmas Eve spirit. Um, or the Christmas spirit, indeed. I mean, can we move aside the Lilith cult because she's a feminist and she thinks that this thing is going to bring back the empowerment of women and a whole womanhood over uh, patriarchy and blah, 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 blah. I mean... This is very of the moment. Anyway, the spell doesn't work. So Kirsten somehow cuts her hand opened and she leaves in a hissy fit. As she leaves, her blood, virgin blood, but of course, uh, soaks into the ground as up rises a teeny, tiny little green hand. She returns home to be caught and bitch slapped twice by her wheelchair-bound grandfather, played by Bora Silver. He speaks with a German accent, yet none of the other family have this. Kidding. Anyway, as I said, he bitch slaps her for stealing his magic book and then tends to her cut hands. Okay, that's a weird dynamic. Meanwhile, in the woods, the Hellspawn elf is tracking down Kirsten and eating woodland creatures along the way. It follows her to her house, I'm guessing from blood droplets, or they're now connected psychically, or connected somehow. In the kitchen, her mother, played by Diana Lund, gives her the first degree. Uh, with that, Kirsten walks off to clean up. Uh, hold on a second here, the mother punishes her by taking away her life savings. It's a bit harsh. I mean, all she did to her knowledge, that is, was sneak out late at night and she loses all her money. Hmm, 
Tatash. Anyway, Kirsten cleans up in a shower, and her preteen little brother, Willie, played by Christopher Graham, spies on her in a the shower, then gloats about how he saw her huge tits. At the fuck movie. The elf then spies on his siblings, play wrestling. Yellow, because I don't think that's going to help matters. Then we see Kirsten talking to her cat, how she has no friends. Uh, what about the two in the woods, love? I mean, come on. The elf breaks into the house and then attacks the little brother. He barely fights it off as he screams. It jumps out the window. Then rushes Kirsten to see what all the fuss is about with Willie screaming. It tried to kill me. And then screams, it was a fucking ninja troll. And the mother says it was a cat. Quite a little mouth on this little shit, does he not? I mean, for God's sake, he talks about how his sister has huge tits and he saw her minge or saw her vag or how it was. Um, and he's going to tell all his friends that she's got gigantic tits and da 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 da. I mean, that little guy's a skeezy little pervert brat. I mean, oh my God, what is it with the late 80s and having these weird little pervy brothers? I mean, it's beyond bloody well weird. Moving the fuck right on. Next day, at a department store, we meet down on his luck, alcoholic ex-cop Mike, played by Dan Haggerty, of Grizzly Adams fame, where he begs the owner for a job, but he says he doesn't need a mall center, as I already have one. Cut to Kirsten, whining to her valley girl best friends about how her mother is taking away all her money. Wait, she's 16 with a full-time job, and she earned all that money that her mother's taking off her? Yeah, fuck that. Anyway, she clears up to them that it is actually her mother and not her stepmother, even though she looks way too young to be having a daughter at age 16. The elf has followed Kirsten. Oh, and I forgot to mention the weird bloody fish-eyed lens they use for the elf's vision. It sneaks, sorry, it streaks every single fucking time it bloody well moves, and that is super annoying. Also, it has a vassal cam look to it also. Anyway... Uh, Kirsten goes to see Santa, and he gropes her. Said Santa is played by Douglas Grimm. The elf sees this, so sneaks into the break room, waits for Santa to take a break, and rips his dick off. Back to Mike, begging for a job from snooty store owner, Hugh, played by Michael Tadlock, but he says no and chases him off. Oh, and I forgot to say, the mall Santa is hard-selling Nintendo Entertainment Systems, because we're on sale in the basement. Okay, is that how the fuck that worked in the 80s? I mean, did they hard sell items for Santa? Okay then. Anyway, back home, Kirsten's mother has killed the pregnant cat and buried it in the backyard. What a fucking bitch! I mean, she fucking drowns the cat in a bloody toilet bowl for fuck's sake. Oof. Like I said, the elf kills the original bad Santa as he's doing a little snow of his own. Or a snow job rather of his own. Uh, the cops are called, they qu- question Kirsten as they think they cut off, should she cut off Santa's sack. I love how the store owner says, quote, Nothing has happened like this in the store in 50 years. So what, in the 40s, a mall Santa had his jingle bells cut off then? Okay then. Anyway, said cop is Detective Shaver, played by Ken Carpenter. He lets Kirsten go after she sass talks him? Is that how the fuck that works? <laughs> Back home, Kirsten finds her cat is a missing. She asks her mother uh, what it has been, but she just coldly trims her bush and says no. Get your mind out of it, it's a Christmas bush. Cut to Mike being kicked out of a trailer home, so he's a former cop, former alcoholic, former mall security, former mall Santa, now homeless, our hero everyone. Back to Kirsten. 
who is still looking for the cat, as outside the elf digs it up. Now in bed, Kirsten checks her hand, which is now completely healed, and she doesn't even bat an eye like that. She hears the cat scratching the window, and is jump scared by the elf holding the dead cat and scratching the window. What the fuck, movie? A the bitchy mother runs in and doesn't believe her. In rolls the crazy grandfather with Kirsten's sketch pad. And he notices the drawing of the Christmas goddess she's been praying to in the woods. Turns out the weird symbols when joined up make the swash the Nazi signal uh, signal sign rather the swastika. Uh okay then, this is taking a weird turn. Kirsten is then set to bed, the grandfather spouts the elves are here, and it indeed killed the cat. And here the mother coldly tells him she killed the cat, not some fucking troll. The grandfather then uses magic on a red crystal? Where the fuck is this going? As outside, the elf troll gremlin stalks the house. Next day, at work, Mike asks where Kirsten's spark went. So the two have a, oh woe's me, and trade stories. And walks the store owner to offer Mike a job as the mall Santa. Cut to a kid pissing on his lap as he's dressed as Santa. So he goes into the break room with the still the fucking chalk outline of last Santa on the ground to clean up. Where he talks to himself saying he was a cop, now he's a mall Santa. After he finds a weird sign scratched into the floor that none of the other cops noticed. I mean, really. Back to the grandfather, who is dealing with the Nazis, um, who tell him they know what his granddaughter did. They hand him a piece of red crystal, so he holds him at gunpoint, and they say he won't shoot because he's a doctor, a scientist, not a killer. Okay. They then tell him, from his granddaughter will grow the perfect master race. The fuck movie? Where is this taking a weird fucking turn? I mean, what is it with the Nazis? Jesus, Jinkies, moving the fuck right on. Back to Kirsten, as a Nazi is watching her drop donuts on the floor she picks up and serves to customers. That's just fucking disgusting. Her two besties show up and they plan what else? A party. What the fuck is it with the 80s and teens having parties and malls? Calm the fuck down, chopping mall. Sorority Babe and Slime so- uh, Slime Boarama, and what was that one with the comet again? Night of the Comet. I mean, shit, uh, archives by the way. Anyway, one of the friends mocks Kirsten's poetry with quote, "Life is long and hard. Kevin's a stick and Dave's is a yard." Charming. The other ass is Dave really a yard? Yellow because he's got a fucking three foot cock. Oy. Later at night, Mike disconnects the alarms and tapes open the back door. Kirsten then goes to leave and tape the back door, but she finds the back door already been taped, so she just thinks nothing of it and walks out, because there's only one lock in this entire store's back door. Karen, cut to Mike going to the library to check up on the symbol he found next to the dead Santa. In section 666 of the occult, uh, but of course. However, the book he finds has a page missing. Meanwhile, at the store, Kirsten and her best friends break in and set up for the party. Mike returns to the store, but Kirsten has locked the back door. So Mike has used a dumpster where he luckily finds a crowbar, so he turns to the back door, which Kirsten has now left open with more tape on the lock. So he gets in no problem. He then removes the tapes, the tape rather, and plugs back in the alarms. 
Kate's come over Meanwhile, what else? The girls have a fashion show as they try on bras, panties, lingerie and other weird items. Because of course they do. Mike returns to the break room to read his 12-step book. He hears the elf and checks it out but finds nothing and then spies on the girls. He then breaks up the little makeover session. The girls panic until Kirsten says he's living in the basement unknown to the boss so she won't tell if he doesn't tell of that he leaves the boys show up but can't get in so they leave the girls set up three tents so i'm guessing they'll be fucking intense then they actually show up kill the boys and break into the store mike finds the boys dead as the girls hunt for the boys amy dressed in matching white lingerie is caught by the nazis in a lift and she has her head shot off what the fuck? Kirsten sees the elf, so hides. Nazis find her, but Mike dispatches them. Mike holds them off using the guns, the store's guns, because every one of these guns are fucking loaded. I mean, Brooke finds Amy's dead body, so runs straight into another elf. This one is much, much bigger than the one following Kirsten, which chases her with the funky donkey elf of his vision. Mother. Brooke runs straight into the gunfight. She's stalked by another elf wearing a Santa hat carrying a pair of scissors, which slowly slices her up. Finally, at the 45 minutes of this 90 minute movie, we can take a good look at this elf and my god is it cheap! It has an always open mouth, a barely moving limbs, it's coated with green fur and it's about three feet tall and my god it looks rubbery and cheap. Ah oh dear. The cops arrive, so the Nazis run. Kirsten leaves, but finds Brooks' slashed-up dead body. De uh, Detective Shaver shows up, but doesn't arrest Mike, or indeed Billy Fister about the killer elf. So he gives him 24 hours to clear his name. How very 80s. The sort owner tries to chew out Christy, or Christy rather, who isn't arrested either. Hello, breaking entry. So Mike defends her. With that, he fires them both. And Mike thinks he's a bit harsh. Uh, hello. They have done thousands of dollars of damage. There's a crime scene and there's fucking blood everywhere. Not to mention the fact they broke into the fucking store for crying out loud. It's now daylight. Mike takes Kirsten home. As back to the elf. Who first tries to feast on Brooke's body. But then she's a rat so chases after it. So these things are permanently hungry then. Calm down gremlins. Or critters. Now home. Kirsten's mother doesn't believe the story, claiming they're all on drugs, and how the Mike should be ashamed of himself for sleeping with an underage girl, blah 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 blah. The grandfather hears the word troll, his eyes spark open, as the mother throws Mike out, however the grandfather questions Mike about what he actually saw, so now the grandfather knows it's all real. With that he throws Mike out, Mike has an occult book in his car, as you do, so looks up the writer. Meanwhile, the grandfather wars Kirsten to be careful and pack everything and leave. As back to Mike. Meeting with the writer, Dr. Fitzpatrick, played by Alan Lee, who gives him a data dump. He explains God wasn't pleased with man, so the 40 days flood happened. God told Noah to save two of every animal and all the creeping little things, i.e. the elves. He goes on to say the Nazis thought these were gods and plan to splice elves with humans, because they're magical. With that, he sends him to a professor for yet more answers. With that, Mike heads to the professor's house, with a Nazi tailing him, as back to the grandfather, playing uh, with the red crystal, 
as making it whole again and he chants with some magic powers. As Kirsten packs, her mother comes in to coldly tell her her father didn't die last year, but he's in the study. Her father is her grandfather, you come your ass down Star Wars. Her own dad raped her at 16, so she could be born, Kirsten that is, so that's why she hates her own daughter. Okay, what the fuck movie, you've just went off the rails, rolling down the fucking hill, heading into a fucking multi-car pile-up and exploding in a fucking shit show of crap. What the fuck? I mean, first we have black magic, and then we have the perverted brother, and then the Nazi cult, and then killer elves. Now, incest? What's in the actual fuck? I mean, who thought this was a good idea? Mike then arrives at the professor's house, and here he's told about the secret Nazi black magic cult, and indeed the elf. That each elf has the perfect genetic code of each perfect Nazi soldier. When mixed with the perfect subject, they'll make the master race. Wait, what? Who thought this was a good eye fucking dear? Who greenlit this piece of donkey shit? Also, I love the fact he says this right in front of his two little girls who are about fucking six. And they go, Mommy, what's that elf? Uh, God almighty. Wait. There's one more twist. The elf has to have sex with the perfect subject, a.k.a. Kirsty, before midnight on Christmas Eve to unleash hell, or it'll die. Who in the fucking blue blazes thought this crap was fucking Good. How much cocaine was on the fucking writing panel or indeed the fucking set? This thing is beyond fucking atrocious. I mean, incest, bloody magic elves, fucking black magic, blood cults and fuck knows what. With that, Mike races to Kirsty uh, with a Nazi tailing him. Back to Kirsty as her father-grandfather tries to justify what he did to her, his own fucking daughter 16 years earlier. As upstairs, the mother is in a bath who is killed by an elf that throws the radio in the electricity. The fuck? The grandfather rants, she is the perfect host, as she is a pure female, and she must be saved from the Nazis, or they'll force her to make, so to mate with the elf to make the master race. If this happens, the world is doomed. So with that, she runs off. Mike is then run off the road by the Nazis at dizzying speeds of 30 miles an hour, and my god, the excitement! He plants TNT and builds out of his car in a huge fireball because, you know, every ex- sorry, unemployed ex-cop, ex-mall security, former hard-drinking, chain-smoking Santa has TNT in his fucking glove box and I swear to God, every scene Mike is in, he has a cigarette in his hand. He then quickly kills a Nazi and steals his car, racing back to Kirsty in dizzying speeds up to 25 miles an hour. I swear to God, this fucking chase scene is ridiculous, it's like slow motion. Uh, meanwhile, another elf attacks Willie. Luckily, Mike arrives and saves him. As Mike finds a mother dead in the bathtub, he tries to leave. However, the grandfather doesn't let them leave, spouting he must tell her how to kill the elf once and for all. He then tells Mike absolutely everything, including if the elf has sex with Kirsten, it will make the Antichrist and literally unleash hell. He then shows Kirsty her sketchbook as the Christmas goddess she draw has Nazi signs on her boobs. He then hands Kirsty the magic red crystal. In walks a Nazi with a camcorder to record everything for his records. Mike beats him up but a bodyguard Nazi fights him off. 
As this is happening, the grandfather tells Kirsty how to kill an elf by whispering in her ear. The grandfather then pulls out his gun and shoots the bodyguard twice, who then just disarms him. So the lead Nazi shoots the grandfather dead as Kirsty and Willie run. Mike tries to kill the lead Nazi, but is shot by the bodyguard. So the lead Nazi chases after Kirsty. As in the woods, Kirsty finds the resurrection spot. The lead Nazi has somehow been in a jeep that has now just crashed for no fucking reason. So Kirsty looks at her hand and the wound is now reopened. The lead Nazi captures her and awaits for the elf. He tries to rape her, so the elf shoots him with a gun. How the fuck did the elf get the gun? Kirsty then sends Willie to get the magic crystal as she fights off the horny elf. The elf gets distracted by a cockroach, so gives it to Kirsty to eat, but she refuses to eat it. Willie returns home for the crystal as Mike hands it to him. He dies, so Mike runs back to the wooded spot, just like a dime, as the elf is getting beyond handsy. Kirsty grabs this crystal and stabs the spot where the elf was raised. This kills the elf in a fiery explosion. The editor makes the movie trip balls, as it does. It's a fucking streaks and fucking goes over the place and... Kidding. Game over, right? Wrong! We find out she's pregnant as credits roll. So that Elf. What in the actual fuck? This could have been dumb fun movie about teenagers fighting off killer elves in a mall, but no, it has to go down an incest route, black magic, cults, and a fucking million what the fuck movie moments. This is beyond bad, cheap, poorly written, acted, directed, edited. The sound is fucking awful. It sounds like they're being muffled in a fucking wind tunnel. The elf puppet looks beyond cheap and cost about a buck ten. This is beyond terrible. I mean, it goes off the fucking rails, rolls down a hill, explodes, we be resurrected, then explodes again. I mean, for fuck's sake, it's like a 25 fucking car pile-up explosion bad. This is a cheap Gremlins rip-off. You want to do a cheap Gremlins rip-off? Try Critters. Avoid this at all costs. I'm going to give this thing zip out of ten. Nada, not a fucking sausage. This gets a whole fucking coal mine worth of coal. It's beyond shite. Avoid. Still, come back next week as I wrap up Doom December with Ghostbusters 2, then New Year's Eve, I look at New Year's Evil. So don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's A Pod. Email me your most suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other franchise podcasts of House, Omen and Hellraiser and many, many more. Also, my solo podcast of Santa Sleigh, Black Christmas, Gremlins, and many, many, many more. Check out my second podcast, the Schlocky Horror Podcast Show, on Anchor, where every two weeks, myself and my co-host look at the best of the bad, everything from B to Z. Now, bye, and remember, I watch these bad movies so you don't have to. I have to have some Christmas spirit to wipe this fucking shit movie out of my memories. Mm-hmm.